You're listening to Courage to be Seen with Sherry Clark, whose passion and purpose is to assist others to achieve their dreams. This hit show spans the headlines to focus on how to help women across the globe acknowledge and honor their talents and to help light your way to success. Whether Sherry is mentoring women to tap into their ace power or bust through the conscious or unconscious barriers within, there is no holding back when your courage to be seen emerges. Authentic, confident, and empowered are the keys to the life you want. No excuses in the professional world. Listen up. Sherry will change your mind and tell you about the power that is all you. Explore the freedom of embracing the whole of who you are and feel the courage to be seen with Sherry Clark now. Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Pat and I have the honor uh, of being able to co-host this show for a little bit more, I think, with Sherry Clark. As you heard, this is her passion, courage to be seen. You know, we're not really talking about just four words. We're talking about four words that got so embedded in the story that you're going to hear today. And, you know, when life takes us on a journey, as you've heard her talk about before, a global engineering leader, a speaker, a coach, a mentor, you know, she has now won multiple awards, you know, for being in this world of technology um, as somebody that is out there who is not just pivotal in the technological arena and career field, but is also in her own right, a mentor, you know, somebody that is working with others to help them achieve phenomenal success. So today, what we're going to journey with her and talk about is we're going to talk about how Sherry, how Sherry discovered the courage to be seen, but how she discovered it in her own personal journey, her own story. And what does it mean when you do discover, discover it and how does it change your life? Are you able to be quiet and not then reach out and think, I need to do something with my discovery? Sherry, it's great to have you here. I mean, today's show really is, you know, a little bit of venture back in time, but the venture back in time is going to bring us to where we are today and doing the show, right? Oh, absolutely. I think we have to give a little bit about my my history and kind of where I came from. And that sets up a, how, you know, I even came up with the whole concept of courage to be seen and then where we want to take it in the future. And so let, let's go back and, and, and let's take a look, because one of the things I love is and what I found often is uh, generally speaking, people I talk with, people that you talk with are being out in the world, right, being acknowledged. There's a part of our journey where things weren't always so easy, but it really moved us to create something. And so today for you, it's in that place. But here's the question. You're an engineer. Did you always want to be an engineer? Is it, did you wake up one day and say, that's me. I'm going to be an engineer. Oh, actually, absolutely. I remember when I was uh, 12 years old and we had to build posters and put them in the library for the career fair. And I said, uh, you know, be an engineer. Um, at that time, I wanted to be an astronaut. And I thought being an engineer would be a way I could become an astronaut. But, uh, but yeah, so really almost my whole life, I would say that I, I wanted to be an engineer. I always loved math and science and, and solving problems. And in some respects, I probably couldn't even tell you exactly what an engineer did at age 12. But for some reason, I still wanted to be an engineer all the way back then. And I was lucky because I didn't know when I was growing up that women typically weren't engineers. Nobody told me. So I would, if you'd ask me, I'd say, yeah, I'm going to be an engineer. And too often, you know, women might be told today or girls actually at, at that stage that uh, they aren't usually, you know, engineers. And it wasn't until I was in high school and I was visiting colleges. And when I was at this one school, I remember like we were getting a tour and they said, well, our male to female ratio is this. And I don't remember the, what the exact number was, you know, this many years later, but I remember going home shocked. I had no idea that it was not typical for women to be engineers. And here I was, you know, a few months from graduation and I was going to study engineering. And it just was something that was just really, really unheard of to me. And uh, I graduated with a class of three women. 
to tell you how significant it, it was. You know, there was three women in my electrical engineering graduating class. And I think, uh, you know, one uh, thing I find very interesting is, you know, if you ever watch the movie Hidden Figures. And one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when uh, uh, Captain John had to go to all the way across campus to, to use the restroom. It seemed like something they'd make up in, in, in Hollywood just to add some dramatic flair to the movie. Right. But the reality is that that's real. And she really did have to go that far and it did take her forever. And, you know, I, I really can uh, resonate with that movie and that scene because the building that I had my engineering labs in did not have a women's restroom. It's fascinating to think of today that people could build a building that just doesn't have, you know, a women's restroom built into it. It's like hard to even fathom. And I tell this story and I tell people, I'm really not that old. You know, it's not like this is something that happened long, long ago. This was just really a few years ago. And uh, in addition to that, so you could say, well, okay, well, you went, you came from Nebraska. Maybe Nebraska is kind of a backwards university or it's a small town, uh, rural <laughs> environment. But I was doing research uh, with uh, Los Alamos National Labs. And when I was there one time on, on a visit, we were working, you know, for several hours. And one of the guys in this lab, there, I was doing some research with these two guys. And one of the guys said, well, if you can excuse me, you know, I need to go use the restroom. And then he paused and says, and just like stopped. And there's like this dead silence. He goes, I was going to ask you if you needed to use the restroom. But I just realized I have no idea where it is. Mm. And the other guy said, oh, I know. So would you like to go? I can show you. And I think we walked like half a mile. Yeah. It was just like in Hidden Figures. We had to walk forever because they put a couple women's restrooms like in the center of this gigantic campus, but not everywhere. You know, I couldn't imagine if you were actually working every day in that lab, how as a female, you know, you would go all the way to where the women's restrooms are. So that, and that's today, that was only a couple of years ago yeah. that, that I did that. Yeah, I, I love that you shared that story. And I'm glad it came up in Hidden Figures, because I think that that and that situation is one of the most pivotal ways to get the attention of management. In our case, we worked at Bell Laboratories, it's primarily men when I worked there, right? But we were in the administrative organization, and they put us in a building very similar, right? So they put all of the administration in this building but they never revamped the bathroom. So now you have a building with hundreds and hundreds of women. In our case, it was a little bit different in that the, lady, the, the women's room had three stalls. The men's room had 10. And so what happened was the women had to, they just one day said, honestly, we're not gonna wait outside. And they started to go to men's room. And if you wanna see bathrooms get get renovated. That is one way to do it. But the reason we're talking about this is because at some level, we've seen change, right? People that saw the movie Hitting Figures, they didn't believe that half of that was true. It was true. It, it was really true. Um, but here we are, right? You're in a scenario where women were not typically engineers, right? My time at Bell Labs, women were not typically, but that's what you wanted to do. And then you got there. But let's talk about things. You know, were there women in your life? Were there, were there women that you thought, wow, she's like really cool? You know, even in today's world, who are the women that we look up to? You so look one up of the to. biggest ones that, you know, I grew up looking up to was, was Sally Ride. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think, you know, she, you know, really uh, strove to, to break ground that, you know, women just hadn't do the fact that she was the first female astronaut, you know, to go into into space. And and uh, I was lucky enough to have lunch with her um, before she passed away. And so she was always my my idol. And uh, and that, you know, had a profound effect on me, I think, growing up. And it made me probably made not pay attention to the fact of you know, could women do things or, or not? Mm -hmm. Right, because she was like out there. 
right? She's way out there. She's way out there. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, the for those of you that may not understand what happened in Sally Ride's case, I mean, probably going to hear a lot about it because we are talking about that particular uh, launch. But in any event, in today's world, there are other women that have re reached high visibility, high prominence, right? You know, are we seeing more women today in highly visible places, or shall I say, success places? I think the biggest change we've seen this year, we talked a little bit about it at, in our last uh, mm -hmm. um, time, is in politics. That you are seeing right. a, lot, a lot more women. Um, right. Another big story is uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. And just telling her story, it's fascinating how much she has done for the rights of women and actually the rights of men and women so that they're treated fairly on, on both sides. Because sometimes, you know, even men are discriminated against. And, mm -hmm. and uh, she has fought for, you know, equal rights for, for both sexes, which I just think is, is great. We're starting to see some um, more talk about the advancement of women in business. But I think when you say you have 5% of the, the CEOs in Fortune 500 companies are women, you can't say we've really made any progress. No, no, no. So no. I, I don't think that's an area that, uh, even though we talk about it a lot, in reality, we're not, you could say we're not making progress. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're going to take a short break. But this morning, um, I was watching the news or something, and there's a latest study that came out. And contrary to popular belief, uh, while it seems like women are making gains, the reality is it's really not the case. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Sherry is going to take us on a journey of how she found courage. How do each of us, how can we reflect on our own personal journeys? Where were the tipping points in your life where courage showed up for you? And perhaps you did something that you never thought you were capable of doing. When we come back, we're going to talk about the journey. We're going to talk about the courage. And we're going to talk about what does it mean to acknowledge expectations for women in business. We'll be right back. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one -on -one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. If you've ever had a broken heart, you know how painful that can be and how long it can sometimes take to heal it. I'm Megan Edge, author of The Heart's Journey, Healing Hearts, Oracle Cards, and Guidebook, published with Balboa Press and Hay House. In The Heart's Journey, I share with you my own heartbreak and how I healed it through the beautiful hearts that found me in nature. From taking photographs of these hearts for myself I've created this beautiful toolkit, which includes the guidebook, which has my story, how to work with Oracle cards as a healing tool, and the story of each of these hearts as they cross my path. I've also created a beautiful journal. There's a pen, a bookmark, and of course, the 42 Healing Hearts Oracle cards. You can order the Hearts Journey, Healing Hearts Oracle cards, and guidebook through my website, meganedge.ca, through Balboa Press, Amazon, and many other places online or your local shops. I look forward to hearing about your heart's healing. The Earth is an ever-changing being. Goddess Light Shamanic Healer Brie Gibbs guides us through the ascending worlds, bringing forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. 
Join Bree as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and others. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific for the Dr. Bree Show, The Goddess Emergence, and live the authentic life. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. I have gotten the honor and the pleasure of working with Sherry Clark now uh, for about a year. Everything from understanding who she is, her vision, and, and really watching what's happening to Courage to be Seen. And today's show, you're going to hear about the vision for that. But in the interim, what I've noticed is something interesting happened. Sherry comes out. And she says, I want to launch Courage to be Seen in a bigger way. And she comes out. And then we see events in one's life. And she's going to tell you about some of these. And so maybe the first event is she gets an award from a journal in Dallas. But then she gets another award. Then she gets another award. But she's still Sherry Clark. So the question is, you know, what is her journey to find Courage to be Seen? And then how does courage to be seen shape her journey? I love those questions, Sherry. <laughs> well, thanks, Dr. Pat. That, uh, you know, it, it's, I'm the type of person that I've always strived to be the best. And I've even told people I have perfected being a perfectionist for most of my life. Like everything I did, I was always trying to do, to do better and, it was just more of an internal kind of thing that, that I wasn't really doing it for awards or, or for things on the outside. I, I did it really just, that was just kind of who I was growing up. And so personal development was something that I always did a little bit on. And it's really actually hard for me to admit. But at one point, um, a few years ago, I had to admit, you know, I really wasn't happy. It didn't matter that I had a big job and I had to have a great family and, and, a, and a nice lifestyle, all this, but, you know, deep down inside, I had to admit that uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really a happy person. So I had to go kind of explore personal development in, in a different way and try to find out, you know, what was keeping me from, I guess, happiness or joy that, that uh, isn't available in life. And I have to admit, I read a lot of books. I went to several seminars. I uh, met with a coach. And through this process, you know, I, I found out a lot about me. I talked to a lot of people, a lot of women, and uh, learned a lot about them. Um, I learned the value of vulnerability that, uh, you know, we're not perfect. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect. In, in sharing more of who you are is uh, some of the key to happiness. And, uh, it didn't happen overnight. This definitely is a journey, but that's where the whole idea of courage to be seen came from. You know, you want people to see who you really are, not this false or, or perfect person, but, but you want to be able to be authentic and be who you are and, and allow that to be seen through everything that you do in your life. But I will admit it's not an easy journey, Dr. Pat. It's not easy to do. It's easy to say, but it's not easy to actually do. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that for, for a little bit, because, you know, during the previous show, I was talking about, you know, what it was like for me as an introvert to even stand up and pass my, uh, you know, doctorate proposal orals and, and what happens inside of you when you start to doubt yourself or you question yourself, because if we don't call on courage, that courage from within, you know, things can go sour rather quickly. So, so one of the things, like I always felt like I was being held to a higher standard at work and I'm not alone in this. 61% of women think that they're judged more critically in, in everything they do. And they have to, to work harder just to get kind of equal standing with the men. 
And I, I will vouch to that. I think that is, is very true that maybe you feel like, especially, you know, as an engineer that your skills are doubted. So you don't want your technical skills to ever be in question. And so you just work harder. You just feel like you have to be more, more perfect. Um, you're very concerned with maybe how you look, how people perceive you. And, uh, and, and that's a, that's a big thing. And, and I know I'm also not alone in that because I've talked to, to women. The amount of women that have never like wore a dress to work is shocking. No, that's right. And, uh, and I, was, I was in that camp. I did not wear dresses to work for the majority of my career, maybe even three-fourths of my career. Never, ever. And never actually thought I would. And, uh, and then I was asked, hey, why don't you try it? And I'm like, well, why would I do that? And, uh, but of course, okay, you know, the challenge got put up to me. So I thought, you know what? I should. Why, why not? You know, there's no reason not to. It's kind of a standard maybe I put on myself. Um, so I said, okay, I'll do it. And I was like, literally almost like felt sick driving to work that day. Like, how am I going to go into work? And you know what the reality is? No one cared. No one made a big deal about it. It was just, it was like all in my head. Like we, we create these visions of ourselves or these rules and we're afraid of like what other people are going to say or, or the judgment of others. You know, the fear of judgment of others is, is something that a lot of people are talking about right now. And so here I almost like was feeling sick to go into work, to do something as simple as wear a dress. Um, after I did it though, I found out, hey, this is like really liberating. Now, I now have the freedom to, to, to wear more items of clothing than I want, where before I was somewhat constrained. And it might seem really simple, but it's huge. And so I've challenged a lot of women since then. You know, have you ever wore a dress to work? Oh, no, I'd never do that. Well, maybe you should try. You know, just giving people that freedom of expression in, in one more way is, is just opening up of, hey, who are you? Are you being authentic? Now, if you're not comfortable and you don't want to, or you work in a lab or in a field job, I can yeah. understand. Yeah. And I actually wear jeans on Fridays. You know, I love to go casual. Yeah. Yeah. No, what I hear you saying, though, is this. If you, if you choose to wear a dress to the office or to work, you wear it. But if you choose not to wear it because you are concerned and you have a fear of judgment of others by wearing what you really want to wear. That's the issue we're talking about today. You know, Absolutely. we're talking about what drives us to be ourselves and, and what, it, and clothing, you're right about that. You know, clothing and what we wear is a very big part of it because I hear those stories all the time. I mean, it's one of the, the it's one of the corporate isms, so to speak, that if you work in a workplace where most people dress down, how dare you dress up? I mean, a lot of that happens in the Pacific Northwest, you know, and I ran into that. I get teased all the time for overdressing here. And yet I used to try to adjust myself. And what I realized is why am I doing that? You know, if I want to dress up and put on makeup and go to work or do something, why wouldn't I do it if I want to do it? You know, it, it's funny how many times I've gotten invitations to like work events and they'll say, you know, business casual, sport coat, no tie. And I, I always find that hilarious. There's never any instructions, you know, on what women should wear. I don't think I've ever gotten instruction ever of what I should wear to any kind of business event. Right. They, like always are coaching the guys of, of making sure that they're, you know, inappropriate clothing. So why do you think that is? Why, if we were to take a minute, you know, down the guy lane for a minute, what do you think that is? Do you think by makeup, because I, I think men have always had multiple standards, right? You know, they've, oh, there's always been, this is casual for you, dress up, wear a tie. They've always had that standard. Do you think that maybe management feels if they tell the men, women are smart enough that they would get it, or they just don't care to tell women? Well, when I was in an executive presence class once, the guy spent a lot of time coaching the men on what to wear. And I was in the class with one other female and he, he pulled us aside and admitted, he goes, I really have no idea how to tell you what, what to wear. You guys look appropriate. That's all he told us. Like, like, so I, I do think they just sometimes don't know what the standard should be. And there is more variation in women's clothes. 
So it's harder to say, you know, what the appropriate clothing would be or not. And what I think they're trying to do is say, we'll tell you what the guys are going to wear. And then you should be able to figure out, you know, to wear something appropriate compared to that. Yeah. And I think this is what we're talking about today. You along your journey had had to figure out, you know, what do I do now that courage should show up here in this scenario? What do I do in helping other women, mentoring other women? We're going to talk about that when we come back because you have a vision for courage to be seen because I think it's one thing for us to have an awareness that things should be talked about. It really is another thing to have an awareness and take action to make a situation or scenario better. I think one of the toughest HR cases I ever had to deal with back in the day was the first woman in our environment, I'm not going to even tell you, her age doesn't matter, came in with purple hair. One of the first scenarios that caused everybody to be like, what do we do with that? Now, not really a thing. But we've come a long way, maybe. When we come back, we're going to talk with Sherry about what is the vision for Courage to be Seen? What is it that she is building to help others identify courage, know when to call it forward, and how to totally embrace the authentic aspects of who they are? The other thing I want to say is you can go check out Sherry, her website, Courage to be seen at courage to be seen.com. Courage to be seen.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about yeah, it's great to have a vision, but what does Sherry put together to help other women to truly stand tall in who they are? Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. A word of caution if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Tune in to Knowledge Book Radio with host Marge Potasic each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the Golden Age, and it provided the truth and the answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, visit USA.TheKnowledgeBook.net. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. Hi, I'm Jane Matanga with Grow Your Soul Radio. It's been said that whatever you believe, you are. When you take charge with your positive thoughts and beliefs, you are the creator of your perceptions. You have the power to shift your reality. When you begin to shift your beliefs, the universe will dream a bigger dream for you than you ever imagined. Believe in your dreams and every part of your world can open up in new and glorious ways because everything is possible. I'd love for you to join me on Grow Your Soul Radio with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to Courage to be Seen. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to do this fabulous show with Sherry Clark. And Courage to be Seen, you're going to hear what it is right now. You know, it's this fabulous platform that she has created, not just as a way to help women across the globe understand what it means to stand tall and who you are, but also, you know, what are some of the coaching attributes that she learned along the way to becoming who she is in the world? And what aspects of that is she now sharing with others? Um, CourageToBeSeen.com is the website. When you get there, you're going to find her coaching program, ACES. We're going to talk about that today. Um, uh, Sherry, let's talk about this. We talked a little bit about where you were. And, you know, we, I can't help think of how those experiences shaped who you are today, right? I mean, highly thought uh, uh, about in the technical arena. You manage organizations and groups of people, both here and abroad. I mean, this is the position you're in, uh, innovative, you've created things, you've gotten awards for it, you've been recognized for it. And so I have to think, you know, courage to be seen. I, I think we're at the point where most people say, we agree with you, but what can we do about it? So what is your vision now for courage to be seen? Well, you know, what can we do about it? You know, this week actually probably has set up that question um, as, as best we could, we could get. That uh, there's a story that came out with uh, Lucy Flores and how she felt uncomfortable while she was campaigning uh, by Joe Biden, you know, vice president of the United States at the time. Um, supposedly, she says that he came up behind her and, uh, gave a, a kiss on the back of her head, you know, and made her feel really uncomfortable. And she didn't know what to do about it. Uh, Joe Biden says that he, he doesn't remember it and he says it's unfortunate and he never meant to feel, make anyone feel uncomfortable. Personally, I think they're probably both telling the truth. You know, that um, I don't think she would make it up. She's a, a Democrat. There's no reason to hurt another Democrat. So why would she tell some story that, that's not true? And if this is his behavior and is ex in his mind acceptable, he probably doesn't remember that he did it. It was an insignificant thing in his life. So, you know, what can we do about it? The, the real part of how this fits into courage to be seen is if women felt like they had the courage to speak up when something happened, things couldn't happen and just be continual that uh, is just behavior that has happened for maybe generations and generations. And so that's really what we want. We want women to feel like they, they can speak up in the moment, that they don't have to stay silent for decades or, or so long when they're put in a situation that they really just don't feel comfortable with. It, they, it wouldn't be that hard to say, hey, you know, what are you doing? Or, that, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Sometimes it's as simple as that. But too often, women were brought up to believe that they're not supposed to say anything. They're supposed to be quiet or accommodating or not being disruptive. And so, so that's, that's too often the, the case. You know, if I think of what's my vision for Courage Be Seen, I would love to have, you know, diversity in the workplace be on par with society. We should have 50% of women. We should have, you know, more engineers. We should have more women in leadership roles. We should have more women CEOs. We should not have a wage gap where women are making 80 cents, you know, for every dollar that men do in, in similar jobs. Um, and some of this is real. I mean, I've seen it that uh, when I take over teams, I've seen variations in pay and I, and I never can understand how, how it can be there. So we, we, think we've made progress, but, but we haven't, you know, I, I want women to be able to feel empowered and confident and authentic. That's where the whole idea for ACEs came, came from that. These are the things that as I've talked to women show up over and over again, I know with me, it was being authentic. That was the key kind of in my journey of how do I be authentic to, to myself? Um, other women really struggle with confidence and and if you don't show confidence, it's very hard to lead. It's very hard to, to get to whatever level of success that you want in your life. And many women don't feel empowered. They're waiting to be told or given permission. And so, 
So that's the the whole key to aces, to being authentic, confident, and empowered, and, and it's kind of the key to success. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's fascinating what we're talking about now, um, and for a lot of reasons. And, you know, I'm very active in sports. And um, I got to tell you, I, I mean, I don't know if this is unusual or not, but I play doubles with women and, and, and I play doubles with men. And, you know, I'm not saying we're like the football teams that play, but man, I'll tell you, when we win at something, we do overexpress. There is this hugging. Now, I come from a corporate environment, so I'm more mindful of it than most. But how do we educate, and let's just say with the Joe Biden incident, how do we educate these folks about how other people might feel, even if they don't mean it? Because Oh, well, it seems like we've lost the connection with Dr. Pat. Well, why don't we take a quick break? We'll be right back with more from Courage to be Seen Radio. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Our angels and animals are always working for and around us. Darcy Pariso knew from an early age she felt this incredible presence that was confirmed for her in a Reiki Level 1 course. From then on, she has honed her skills and dedicated her talents to providing answers, inspiration, and tools for people to move past limiting blocks and past traumas to truly live a life of happiness. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. Tune in to People Like Us Radio with Megan Lyons, transcending the trauma of the human experience. Megan will be raising the universal consciousness by empowering listeners with their own inner strength, working past trauma and abuse. Megan will show you how to find true healing and inner peace through the art and practice of self-love. Tune in every first and third Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For more information about Megan and her work, visit EnterTheLightLLC.com. How often do you find yourself wondering, why me? Learn a new shift in perspective to see how everything that takes place in your life is actually working for you and shifting you towards your own enlightenment. Tune in to Blank Enlightenment Radio with Misty Thompson each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit MistyMThompson.com. That's MistyMThompson.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Tune in to the Astral Insider, your portal for adventure, insight, and growth with Fernando Albert. And get ready to tour the astral realm, expand your life in ways you've never imagined, and call in for the journey of your life with this world-renowned lucid dreamer, astral projectionist, psychic medium, and healer, Fernando Albert. This is every second and fourth Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. High frequency healing for an amazing life with Source Light Radio. Join host Laura Barton each month on Transformation Talk Radio as she explores Source Light integration, a unique spectrum of energy, light, and frequency. Experience instantaneous healing and amazing shifts in consciousness with Source Light Integrations Radio. 
For more information on Laura and her work, visit sourcelightintegrations.com. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Courage to be Seen. Sorry, sorry, sorry for that little technical snow snafu that we go through from time to time. If you want to find out more about Sherry, go to couragetobeseen.com. You know, we're talking about, you know, this place that we're at now to really educate people. But the one thing that you can do and that you do is you focus on working with women, mentoring them and coaching them. And the reason I think we should stay with that is because given all the possible scenarios in the world, when push comes to shove, we are responsible for ourselves. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Talk about that the, and how the vision you have for courage to be seen, you know, is going to be helping women to be that. So I think the first thing, Dr. Pat, that we, we have to acknowledge, I read a really interesting um, book the other day, and, and one of the lines in it talked about like the world that we'd like to live in. So if you want to have purple hair, you could have purple hair, right? Um, versus the world as it actually is. And we have to acknowledge the world as it is. So even though we would like to be living in one type of world, we have to also acknowledge that the world we live in. And that's part of, you know, as you make the decisions and you want to do coaching and focus on, on driving improvements is you have to be able to balance these two. And hopefully with time, the world that we actually live in and all of its realities is closer and closer to the world that we want to be living in. But then we have to know that there might be a difference. And so sometimes it still could be authentic to yourself if you make a choice to be in alignment with the world that we're actually in, even if that uh, you would like to be doing something else, if it's in line with maybe your overall goals. Let's say at work. You know, you might like to wear jeans, but you know, when you're doing that presentation to the customer, that the customer is not going to view you very positively if you show up in jeans, that you should probably wear a little nicer clothes. That's kind of the difference in the world you'd like to live in versus reality. And right. I think it's still being authentic because you want to show a good image to the customer and you want the customer to be happy with your product or, or buy um, you know, your goods. So I think that's still being authentic. It's not being inauthentic just because I would love to wear jeans to work today. Um, but that seems, you know, inappropriate. And so, so that that's kind of what you have to look at. So if we think about, you know, in my journey, it was really all about being authentic. How am I authentic to, to who I am? And some of that I tell people, when you want to really be authentic, you know, look in the mirror. You have to be happy every morning when you wake up and you look in the mirror and what you see and every night before you go to bed. And if you feel like you're not, then you're probably not being authentic to yourself. And that's kind of part of the key of, of making decisions um, to yourself. The, the next part is being confident. And how do you portray your confidence? What, what do you do? Like one of the best things to do is fake it till you make it. You know, you want to show that, that confidence in and every time you do something and every time you have a little bit of success, it's so much easier to, to grow upon that. Just like I didn't have the confidence to wear a dress the first time to work. It literally almost made me sick. But now over half the time I wear a dress to work because that's what I choose to do. No one's making me. No one even cares what I wear to work most of the time, right? And uh, so, so that's the key is to find out, you know, what is your level of confidence? What level would you like it to be? Or do you need it to be? And then what steps can you do along the way to, to get more confidence and, and show and put confidence into action? And then you'll, you'll find out very quickly confidence just builds on, on itself. And yeah. the last one is probably empowered. And that is probably the, the most difficult for many, especially women. And because uh, too often that uh, they would rather... Uh, please others. So they want to make decisions that are in accordance to whatever they think the social norms are, or ask someone's permission before they, they can do something. And that does not give you a life that you really want. If you're having to always wait for someone else or wait until something else happens. You know, one of the things I want to ask you about, I know this is your coaching program. And by the way, if you go to courage to be seen.com, you're going to get to meet Sherry, but more importantly, you're going to get to look in more detail about the coaching program and the work she does. Um, you know, as we look at the vision for Courage to be Seen, I'm really struck by 
um, how all of us, right, uh, have to really make sure we stay on top of what's happening in the world. You know, one of my mentors once told me once upon a time, you know, generally speaking, when you see something at the macro level, there's, that's usually an indication that there's something going on at the micro level that's 10 times stronger in most cases. And, and I found that to be true for myself. But in the end, you and I know that as women, we've had to learn some of the things you just mentioned. We've really had to learn them. I didn't learn them myself. I hired a coach. I hired a mentor. And I've been very fortunate. You know, what have you done for yourself, you know, through mentorship on your own? You know, what have you learned about having someone else help you mentor you along the way? Oh, it's a huge key. This is not a journey we can we can go alone, especially not women. I think women really are intended to um, do things more in community and in networks. And so I have hired coaches to, to work with me, you know, personally. And I also think one of the biggest advantages that I've done is to form a network. And I meet with other women on a regular basis. Some of them, most of them actually are not in-person meetings. I have friends, you know, across the country and around the world. And so some of my, I have an accountability partner and every other week we do a short phone call and, and talk through, you know, issues that one another are having or projects that we're working on or, you know, whatever it might be, we can, we can bounce ideas off of each other. And I think that's so very valuable. Not because um, she's going to tell me what to do or I need her permission in, in any way, but w talking through things and working through issues with, with other people is one of the keys. And we all need to have you know, other people hold space for us and, and support us in our, in our journey. This is not a journey meant to, to, to go alone. And that's the other part of you know, my vision for Courage to be Seen. I'd love that we have like a worldwide network of women that can support each other. Because too often, women are the first ones historically in business to tear each other down and question, well, why did that, you know, female get the promotion? Or um, it's more of a contest of people competing against each, each other. Well, the reality, this is an abundance world, right? There, there's room for everyone. There's promotions for all that are deserving is kind of the attitude that I take it. And we should be helping each other and celebrating more and more when anyone gets an award or a promotion, you know, so people that, and myself included, you know, kind of shy away from some of the, the recognition that in reality, we should be celebrating kind of more as, as a group for, for each other. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is so pivotal in, first of all, the pace by which the world is changing, but we're also seeing you know, how important it is to collaborate, how important it is to show togetherness. And I, I don't know about you, but I was really struck. Um, and my friend says this happens all the time. But I was really struck by um, the first, um, I can't remember, uh, State of the Union or Town Hall, the first time the Congress got together. And I saw all of these women wearing white. And I didn't quite understand it. And there was this level of camaraderie, and we're still seeing it today, not only about what has been achieved, but about what does it mean to stand together and be for each other. What, what can we say today to the women that are listening that may not have even learned that skill and why it really is important for women to honor women? Well, I think one of the, the, the keys to some of this and to be able to support others is you can support others even if you don't 100% agree with them. That oh. it's, it doesn't have to be, let's just take the, some of the politicians, right? Right. That you don't have to agree with 100% of what they would vote for on a bill to still support them. Because you right. can still have that constructive um, debate, you know, of what way we should put into laws and, 
and and we need to we need to have that. We need to support each other, even if you have differences in opinion, and that's okay. And it's probably actually good. I know I don't want to have one hundred percent of people on my team all have the same viewpoint. Right. We never get anything done. Right. Because you'd never have someone to ask that question that might uh, spur new innovation or the question something so we can understand an additional risk. If everyone agrees, you don't drive any innovation. You don't really have good debate of what the potential risks are. So, so that's, that's the key is that we need to support each other, even if we don't agree with each other. Yeah. I, I mean, this is part of more and more conversations you and I are going to have on what does it really mean to build this courage to be seen. I, first of all, thank you for today. Thank you for sharing, you know, parts of your journey with us. And I know more is to come where we can look at the decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis and ask ourselves the question, am I really standing in the energy of courage to be seen? Or is there another option for me? And I think if we begin to ask that question, we open up the door for a new possibility. So thank you for today. You know, one last question, um, talked about a lot. What's your personal message, Sherry? What would you like to leave folks with today? So I would like to leave today, uh, everybody um, takes time to think yourself, you know, what does courage to be seen, you know, mean for you? Where could you have more courage in your own life? And if you did, exercise more courage you know how could that that change your life i know it's completely changed my life and you know i just feel so much happier i found that that freedom and joy that that i was really looking for a few years ago but what's that mean to you and take some time to think about that because it really can just open up a whole new world that that you didn't even know was there Wow. Sherry Clark, everybody. And the website is courage to be seen.com courage to be seen.com. Check out the blog, lots of information. And if you've missed any of the shows, you can just go to Sherry's radio page. Uh, thank you for sharing this, Sherry. Thank you for what you do. Thanks, Dr. Pat. It's been fun. Well, I want to say this, that I know that as I get to prepare for these shows on a regular basis, and I get to look, as I did today, at what Sherry is talking about, it does really beg me to ask myself the question, you know, am I showing up as the energy of courage to be seen? And, you know, for somebody like me, sometimes I do a great job and sometimes I don't. But it's because of these conversations that we get to look at ourselves acknowledge ourselves, honor ourselves, be ourselves, and allow ourselves more possibilities to be courage to be seen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning us in. Thank you, Benny, for pushing all the right buttons. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, everybody out there that listens to the show. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Courage to be Seen with Sherry Clark. Be sure to tune in next time as Sherry unravels the riddle of being both distinctly powerful and distinctly female at work or in the world. Listen to the wisdom of what she learned being in a male-dominated profession for over 20 years, often as the only woman in the room. What kind of courage does it take to own your power and vulnerability no matter what? Find out the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific on Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark.